Hey everybody, how the hell are you? Welcome to Conversation Romance, the romance novel edition. Every now and then we uh, we read us a romance novel here. This one is called Burning Ember, and I sound like I'm just coming off the prairie. We read us, we all read us here at Old Burning Effort, you know, we do that thing. We have a TikTok Live going on over here, we do that at the same time, usually other So, I won't pay much attention over there, you're over there, oh shit. We'll see what we can do. So the book we're, uh, the book we're reading this week is called Burning Ember by a beautiful young author named Sarah Arden. She's not only a beautiful young author, she is proud to say Yeah, go figure that. Isn't that fancy? You get to say, oh, I feel like Johnny Carson for some time. Hey, everybody. So let me introduce myself. I am not Johnny Carson. This is Conversation Romance. My name is Jeff Johnson. I'm the host of the podcast and the reading edition. I also am the head of marketing so had purchasing the uh, uh, janitor, the cook, and well, everything. We are coming to you live, recorded live on podcast, broadcast live on TikTok from our floating studios in Key West. How does that sound? We have I haven't named the boat yet. The boat, uh, we're gonna have to name it pretty soon. We can't never float in studio. We had to come up with something original. It's so hard to come up with original boat name. So on this podcast, we talk about uh, life, liberty, dating, 40s and 50s, getting old, getting grumpy, you know, dealing with everyday life. How, how, is, how is it at 50 and single, 45 and single, and 65 and single? How are we doing, right? That's what we talk about. I try to have guests on from time to time, but every now and then we do a... Uh, Romance novel. And that's what we're doing tonight. We have done the first 10 chapters. One through 10 is available for free right here on the podcast. Uh, if you go back and hit play, it's pretty genius. So, <clears throat> like I said, this book is by named Burning Ember by Sarah Art. It is available on Amazon, $3.99. So, doesn't help me, it helps her. And I don't think it's the money. I think it's just that people are reading her book. She likes that. So, what is this book about? It's a romance novel. And when we first started reading the book, we found a hero and a heroine that actually happened to come from the same event. And uh, we have Hayden Cole, our fireman. He's a legend. He's a uh, legacy fireman. Even his mom was a firefighter. And our, our, our beautiful town counselor, Sophie. He's our heroine. And they're not just cross-born lovers, but we find out now. It's a flowing room in the studio. It's not a, it's not just star-crossed lovers. They he saved her. Right? He saved her in her fire. His first opportunity to be a hero. He saved her. However, he hesitated. And in that hesitation, he caused her some great pain and misery. So all these years later, they finally started to try to be friends and do this again. They went to a family barbecue because Hayden's Hayden Cole's family is famous and they accidentally on purpose kissed. So then they decide they're going to try to make this silly thing work in this crazy old world of theirs, right? And on the way to town one day, they were going to go. They were going to go try this new, uh, this new uh, restaurant. 
On the bridge heading out of town, there was an accident. Two girls' car had fell over the bridge, and Hayden, well, being a firefighter he is, he jumped out and rushed into uh, rushed into harm's way. Now we're dealing with the aftermath of that. They left the hospital. They're trying to go back about their normal lives, and here we go, picking up Chapter 11, Burning Ember by Sarah Arden. Here we go. I have not read in this book. I've been dying. I've been suspended for three days for talking about stuff. I don't know what I said exactly, but I'm not going to say it again. Uh, and I'm dying to know where this goes. So here we go. Hayden was on paid, a paid leave from the station pending the closure of the investigation. Bill had said he wanted to make Bill his dad, said he wanted to make sure he didn't look like his son was getting in sort of preferential treatment. It was strange for him to not be at the firehouse. He could still hear the familiar cadence of his brother's not, or, <laughs> shit. He heard, all of a sudden, he heard the familiar cadence of his brother's not. He opened the door with the brother's head. He looked at his brother's Dude, I thought you were on shift. I'm supposed to be on shift, brother, but I told Dad I had to talk to you. Oh, man, that sounds serious. Hayden still, at this age, he could still be little-brothered, if you know what I mean. Not that he wanted to admit it, but his stomach dropped like he'd just gotten called in the principal's office. <sighs> it is serious, brother. I saw the footage from the traffic camera. Bridge the other day. Oh, really? So has everyone, it seems. So I jumped off a bridge. It's not a big deal. Well, Hayden, it really is a big deal. Oh, come on, man. Not you, too. He was sick and tired of hearing it, right? I mean, why couldn't anyone just accept that he had done a good thing and leave it at that? Brother, definitely me, too. And you? Dude, have you even watched it yet? Oh, come on, man. What kind of jackass sits around watching videos of themselves? Well, us, apparently. I was thinking of recording all the training sessions at the firehouse to improve us and to remind us that what we do is real. I don't think anybody at the house is going to forget that what we do is real. I mean, he had burns on his hands. Sophie had burns on her neck and arms. Who's going to forget? I disagree. He walked. He walked into the kitchen and took a beer out of Hayden's fridge, considered it, put it back, pulling out a bottle of water instead. That's not bitch. Because you get blind to it. You know, like bowling a frog. Uh, why would anybody want to bowl a frog? That's just wrong, dude. Oh, come on, you're missing the point. I, I know you learned about it in animal science when we were kids. If you boil the water slowly, the frog won't even realize he's being boiled alive until it's too late. That's what it's like in our job, man. I don't follow you. No, but you will. Have a seat, little brother. Look, it's either listen to what I have to say or lose Sophie. Wait, what? What are, you, what are you talking about? You need to watch this. Man, I don't need to watch this. I, I know what happened. I mean, I was there. <laughs> he knew something had changed with Sophie, but... She had sworn to him that she could handle this, and he had trusted her. Had she lied about what she could handle? 
man, was it more than she thought. A cold, sick feeling twisted in his gut like razor wire wrapped around his insides. He imagined what it would be like to lose her, and he couldn't. E even before they were together, she was the one constant thing aside from his family. Sophie was always there. Sophie was always part of not only his life, but who he was. Hey, watch that guy getting out of the truck, dude. That's me, dumbass. Oh, really? Pretend it's not you. Pretend it's me. Pretend it's that. Pretend it's Noah. Or even better, pretend it's Sophie. He refused. That wasn't something he'd had to consider because that wasn't who she was. I mean, that wasn't what she did. That wasn't part of the equation. That's not what I signed up for with her, brother. And Royce paused, paused the footage. He, are you saying that you expect her to live with something you wouldn't live with? Yeah. Well, could he actually watch Sophie run towards danger instead of away from it? <sighs> he slumped in his chair because he knew he couldn't. Dad had to watch Mom do it, you know. She didn't quit for him. She quit for us. She didn't think it was fair to ask that from her children. Yeah, but Dad's a better man than I am. <sighs> oh, shit, dude. I can rattle your teeth. This isn't about that. Watch the video. He watched himself again burst from the truck. He watched himself run hell-bent for leather toward the edge of the bridge and watch him leap over the side of it as if, it was beneath, as if what was beneath him didn't matter head first. Memories of the water pulling him down, crushing him, filling his lungs, crashed into him. These memories flooded him almost as hard as the water. The memory of that girl's hand in his, of seeing her breathing and loaded up in the back of that ambulance. Do you see it? It looks like more than it was, if that's what you mean. Oh, okay, yeah, it was a little nutty. He admitted that, right? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. Do you need to watch it again? Well, how about we cut the shit and you just tell me what you're trying to beat me over the head with here? Okay, what if that were me? I'd say you're a crazy bastard. Okay, right? Now think about it. We've both seen each other do crazy things. You remember the time you jumped with that dog off the roof into the old five and dime? Hey, I wasn't going to leave him up, and he kept biting me, dude. He was, like, literally pissed. And there was an inflatable deployed, so he bounced, and so did I, and it was fine. No big deal. And I was fine. Yeah, you were fine. I give you that. But you didn't look for the inflatable. At no time did you take a moment to inhale and assess the situation. Remember? Remember when Dad taught us that? Inhale the facts, make your decision, and exhale into the action. He snapped his fingers, quick thinking in emergency. But still thinking, acting to help others while safeguarding ourselves. You didn't even blink, Hayden. 
Hayden scrubbed his hand over his face. We've been over this, dude. You know what happens when I blink, people get hurt. <laughs> Sophie. He blinked for Sophie. You can rationalize all you want. Hell, you can do whatever you want, but if you don't change something, you're going to lose her. I knew she couldn't handle it. Fuck me. I knew she couldn't handle it. She was just like all the others. She wanted a hero, but not when it came time to actually be heroic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, will you listen to yourself right now? Watch it again, but, but it's not you. It's not even her. It's dad. It's me. Don't try to tell me the only reaction you have to that is to think we're crazy. And if, if that's honestly all you have to say, well, then you were right. You shouldn't be with anyone. And you shouldn't be part of the team either. Oh, shit. It seemed like the whole world had been ripped from him in that moment. Everything he knew. Everything he loved. It was all gone. But those girls were alive. Are you speaking for the whole lucky seven? <laughs> he begged. Any power that might be listening, if this wasn't happening, he... His brother watched him for a long moment. It seemed like hours, but Hayden knew it had only been seconds. I shouldn't have to, man. You're dangerous. You're dangerous to yourself. You're dangerous to the team. You're dangerous to the actual people that you say you want to save. What do you want me to do, brother? Just quit? God damn it, bro. Why? I want you to be well. I want you to live in the life you want, but man, you need to be living it, not just existing between moments of daring the Almighty to strike it down and kissing that girlfriend of yours. You know what I'm saying? I don't see it that way. Don't you? You said after what happened to Sophie, you were determined that you'd never hesitate again. You'd never put yourself above the person you were trying to help is really what you meant. So you don't give yourself a chance to even feel that fear. Actually, what Sophie said was that you didn't, was that, oh, that you don't value yourself. Oh, come on, that's bullshit. <sighs> he felt betrayed by this, and it cut deep. Even though underneath it, he... That's what I said. That's exactly what I said. And then I saw the footage. Why were you, why were you and Sophie talking about me anyway, girl? <laughs> First of all, because she loves you. She's loved you since you carried her out of Inferno. And second, because I asked her to help me with the benefit from Ben's place. Well, how would you like it if I just went to Libby and had a long talk with her about you, really? <laughs> you know what? If it's warranted, 
if you needed to, go ahead. Well, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe you've been in love with Livy Dawn since high school and going over to her house and telling her my secrets. What exactly will that fix? Will it change how she feels about me? No. It might make her stop talking to me. Will it help me in any way? Will it help her in any way? The words on his tongue next burned bitter. Just like the fire, he knew he had to walk through it. Sophie told you that she was going to leave me? Is that what she's telling you? Not exactly, but you guys need to have a serious talk. I love her. Roy's blinked slowly. I, I don't know that she'd believe you if you were to tell her that. The knowledge hit him like a wrecking ball. Look at, I mean, all he could think was maybe he was right. But he couldn't be right. If Royce was right, it meant that he was exactly the fraud that he felt like he was. She was going to talk to you, and it would probably be good for you both if you would listen. I always listen to her, man, I do. Do you listen, or do you actually hear what she's saying to you? Dude, I don't want to leave the seven. I don't want you to leave the seven, but here's the thing, Hayden. You know how you felt when you saw what happened to Sophie? You know how it changed your whole life? <clears throat> Multiply that by a hundred, at least. That's what it'll do to me if something happens to you. I don't understand how you don't want me to quit seven. His brother, his lucky brother wasn't making any sense to him. Because being a fireman is part of who you are. It's, it's how you've defined yourself. Even being a crazy bastard, you're good at it. Like you said, those, those, girls are, those girls are alive because of you. But if you don't fix yourself, next time maybe they won't be. Next time, maybe you won't be. He knew his brother wasn't the hand-wringing type. Hell, Royce had been the one who got him to climb up on top of the concession stand in high school football game, tied a blanket around his neck, and convinced him he could fly like Superman. He even gave him a little push to help him start, which also helped him get a breaking arm, or broken arm. Royce had been consigned to the park with a squeegee and a box full of freezer bags on pooper scooping duty for a month to teach him a lesson. I'll listen to what she had to say. I'll even take it under consideration. Good. Or slapped his shoulder again. I, I know this wasn't what you wanted to hear. It's, it's hard to be told about yourself, but sometimes it just has to happen. I emailed you that footage so you can watch it again without me perched on your shoulder. Hayden didn't say anything. He'd never look at the damn thing again. He wasn't. He didn't give a shit about that footage. He, he lived it. He didn't need to see it. Well, brother, I got to get back to the station. I'll see you tomorrow. At Grammy, Grammy Rose's for dinner. Yeah? Yeah, well, I'm supposed to bring Sophie. Good. You still going over to Libby's? <laughs> Do it, and you'll die a very ugly death. One of the best parts about being brothers is you can be brothers in good ways too.
on the first viewing, he really didn't see anything wrong. I mean, to him, it looked as if he had done everything right. He remembered marking those, making those adjustments. He had passed the trucker helplessly wringing his hands. He saw the car disappearing underneath the water as the river pulled him down. He knew where the bank was. He knew that he had to get those girls saved. He had made sure to dive toward the center of the river where he knew it would be the deepest. He knew how the undertow worked. He had helped pull Ben from the river after all. Hayden thought about Ben. About how he looked cold and still in his casket. Livy sitting alone with her spine impossibly straight. He superimposed the images of himself in Ben's place and Sophie's in the living room. The thought of leaving her like that was agony. But what, what made him special? What, what made him get to stay with Sophie while Ben had died? He looked back to the footage. Dumb luck, obviously. He didn't know what anymore. What would expect him to do differently? If he had waited even another second, Clarissa would be dead. That was worth it for him. It, for him, it'd always be worth it. Hayden was having trouble reconciling with the conversation he just had with his brother. And Royce felt the same way he did about saving people. I mean, Royce put his life on the line just like he did. He never hesitated to walk through fire, to jump off a burning building to save, all, save that puppy that day. He didn't even look for the bag and jumped. His thoughts drifted towards what his brother had said about living in between moments. He put the phone down with a sigh. Roche is right about that. Hayden hadn't been bringing Sophie to life like he had first thought. He was bringing himself. He realized he didn't feel like he was breathing until that alarm Playing the furious life. Or, well, he was Sophie. He's already told her she deserved better. She had been so quick to reassure him that she wasn't going to ask him for more than he could give her. Maybe she and Royce both wanted more from him than he was capable of being. Picking up the phone, he sighed and tried again to do as Royce had asked. The fact that he couldn't, that was a part of the problem. He hated it when horses right. And suddenly, as he's watching that tape, the man on the screen wasn't him. It was his dad. And everything clicked. His whole world crumbled. If he had seen his father do this, it would go against everything he had taught them about safety, about survival, about Hayden would wonder if the man had a death wish if he had saw him do that. At the time, while he was living it, Hayden had thought he was doing all the right things, but looking at it like this, Worse is right. Damn it. Well, all right. I didn't see that coming. There's, not a, there's a little bit... This is the problem about a romance novels. I want more romance. I don't want action involvement. But, okay. All right. 
he uh there was it is romantic that he's thinking about it that way and in a little bit of sound crazy here but there's a little bit of bromance going i know they're brothers but there's a little bit of bromance going on that that you know I'm not sure anybody in my life would ever sit me down and say, "Hey, don't give it, don't give that much of yourself." That wasn't my childhood, but reading about this, it, the camera, the way the way one brother's caring for another, and I think Sarah Arden is a fantastic artist. We'll, we'll tell you that's her pen name, but she's written a bunch. She's a writer. We'll get to chapter 12 tomorrow at 8 p.m. Thank you very much on the uh, Conversational Romance, the reading edition. We'll have this up posted soon. Thank you. See you.